Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hello! Happy, joyous, and free, because we live a peaceful, compassionate lifestyle that is good for us, good for our fellow animals like little Rico here, and good for the planet. I am so thrilled to have with me today one of my heroes, Vegan Evan. This eight-year-old phenomenon is going all over the world, city to city, talking to kids his own age and others, spreading the word about compassion. So, he is here with his mom, the amazing Shannon Blair. I'm going to let you take it away for a second. Tell us who you are, how old you are, and why you are doing what you're doing for animals. So my name's Vegan Evan, and I am eight years old, and I love being vegan, first and foremost for the animals, because I know that they are just like us. They want to live just like us. If I was born a pig or a cow or a chicken and I did nothing, I would not deserve to die. So I just try to think about the animals and I uh, imagine what would it be like to be them because they don't want to be there. They don't want to end up on people's plates. So yeah. Wow. How did you produce such a brilliant child? Shannon Blair, tell us all about your journey, what you do with Evan and how you travel crisscross the country speaking to other kids and adults. In fact, when we're done here today, Vegan Evan is going to be leading a protest march at the Santa Monica Mall, 3rd and Broadway at noon, and he's going to be at the top of a dying dead pile because some horrific video of dead calves has been released after an undercover investigation of a dairy farm. So, uh, Shannon, tell us, tell us the story of you and Evan. Okay. So I guess it started long before Evan was around. When I was nine, my cousin showed me a video. She came home from college back in 1996, popped the VHS tape in Thanksgiving night, and it was similar to like Earthlings or Dominion, um, and I have never eaten an animal since. I did not learn back then about the dairy and egg industries, so it was a long journey. But Evan was born back in 2010, I did not raise him vegetarian, and um, he did eat a lot of vegetarian food all the time, though. But it was when he was four that he decided he no longer wanted to eat certain animals. Uh, At first, he had decided no more uh, what we call meat, but he did want to eat some fish still. And at the time, I was really proud of him. I didn't really give fish much merit. I think I kind of thought... What many of us do, that fish are kind of dumb, that they don't really have friends or the capacity to remember things. And so I was really, really proud that Evan had made that choice. I supported him. I would actually buy Groupons and we'd go to like a, I don't even like to use the word seafood. I like to use the word sea life, but we would go to a seafood restaurant, get uh, salmon and a mahi dinner, for example. Evan would eat all the fish and I'd eat all the sides. And that went on for maybe a month or so. And then we came across some articles about fish having friends and 
fish feeling pain and fish do remember unpleasant experiences and try to avoid them so they don't have 10 second memories like we're taught and uh, once we had read that information together Evan said no more fish and then he got on Grandma Lynn's case right yeah what did you I say to Grandma I said Grandma Lynn you save all these bugs well if you can save bugs then how can you eat fish because it just didn't make sense to me. Because how can you save someone so small, but then someone just a little bit bigger, you eat them? So Yeah, so what, what happened once you said that to Grandma? After I said it over and over again, she finally was like, okay. It was pretty quick. I think I said it over and over again for... What? But I didn't know all that stuff. So, yeah, so then no more fish. And Evan was still four at that point. So um, that would be like what's considered a lacto-ovo vegetarian. And then about a month after he turned five, we had like the perfect storm. Uh, I had... I had had someone that worked with me that was trying to hurt my feelings, and she had told me that I was supporting, um, I'll just be blunt, she told me I was supporting rape, and she told me I was a hypocrite for being a vegetarian, and I had no idea what she was talking about, and that prompted me to do a little bit of research. I think somewhere in the back of my head for the 19 years that I was vegetarian, I knew there was something wrong, but I had become so accustomed to putting cheese in and on everything that I didn't want to hear it. And I talked really terribly about vegans for almost two decades and then um, found out a little information, watched Cowspiracy and overnight, that was it. I decided I was going vegan or at least that I was going to give it a try. And then in the morning on the way to school, I told Evan that, uh, I was going to try to go vegan, and he said he wanted to do it, too. What did Mommy tell you? He, you told me I can have pizza, I can have cupcakes at school, and that everyone's going to be having birthdays, and I'm just going to have to watch them eat this stuff, and I can't eat a whole bunch of stuff. And I said, no, Mommy, if the animals are being hurt and I don't need it, then I don't want it. So, yeah. So, yeah, we've been vegan ever since. That day, we went vegan together. I didn't think that that was going to be the case. I actually remember telling you that um, when you changed your mind, I would not be mad at you, and it was okay. But I really – I didn't know enough, so I just – I wanted to give it a try first. I have memories from when I was a kid. Um, pizza day was like, for whatever reason – now I'm really grossed out by it, but um, that was like – uh, you didn't go through the lunch line like normal. The school would order from Domino's or somewhere. So they'd take a count in the morning. And um, I'm thinking in my head, like, I don't want Evan to miss out on these things. But do we miss out on these things? No, no, we don't. <laughs> we have vegan pizza. Yeah, we make the best vegan pizza and calzones and all that stuff and vegan cupcakes. And yeah. So, yeah. So Evan is actually my inspiration. I really don't know if we'd still be vegan if it weren't. For you. Wow. Well, I have to say that I am blown away by this young man. Actually, he is a lot more articulate than some of the adults that I know. I want to ask Vegan Evan, because sometimes kids are shy. You speak in front of large crowds, to hundreds and hundreds of people. You do videos. You've been the star of a book based on you. Um, how, how do you... Uh, managed to do all this without feeling nervous. I mean, you just plopped in here. They arrived. You plopped down the chair. There's no, oh, what are we doing or concern or worry? Tell us how you, you do all that. You might be able to give some adult advice. 
So, because I'm vegan, I always just, that's what helps me. What I don't get nervous because I just think, what would the animals want me to do? I'd think, uh, imagine if I was the animals, I'd want someone to stick up for me. And I wouldn't want that person to get nervous and not do it. I would want them to do it. So I think of the animals and what they want and how they feel. And, yeah, that's how I do it. I just think about the animals. Yeah. Wow. And so let me ask you this. By the way, if you see us looking down, it's because... (laughs) Both Shannon and I are working the phone, sending this out, sharing it with people. So I urge you to share. If you're watching on Facebook, share this video. And if you're listening, share the ideas. Because uh, let me tell you something. We're running out of time on this planet. So we have a gift to give you. And it's a gift of saving, not the planet, because the planet will survive us. But it's saving our species by saving the other species. You know, I think people like to think, about the dinosaurs and say, well, those are the kinds of animals who go extinct, not people. Humans could go extinct. We are in the process of making large swaths of this planet uninhabitable. If, and, and as climate change accelerates, the chaos, uh, environmental, economic, political, is going to be off the charts. You know, uh, just the other day, they did a story about the migration crisis, and they finally started talking about climate change. One of the reasons why all those people are going north is that the extreme weather in that area, okay, of Latin America has made it untenable to grow crops. Their food is not growing because it's going from drought to extreme winds to severe rains because of climate change. So people who for centuries and generation after generation till the land cannot do it anymore. It's not growing in that region anymore. That's one of the reasons why they're headed north, because they do not have a way to sustain themselves. When they talk about the violence, they never really get into that. Finally, I saw an article. It was in the New York Times, and it was also discussed on television for the first time. We've had this migration crisis for how long? And now they're finally talking about the real cause. So let me ask you, Vegan Evan, you are eight years old. You are a social media phenomenon. What would you say to people about the connection between global warming, climate change, and eating animals? So actually, uh, more greenhouse gases come from animal agriculture than all of the planes, trains, cars, helicopters, motorcycles, all forms of transportation combined. So it's like, it has like the worst impact on our environment for climate change. And so uh, all this waste from these animals, it's horrible for our planet. That's what climate change is being created by. It's not by cars and planes and trains. It might be also by that, but the main cause is animal agriculture. So for the people who want to stop climate change, they have to get off the meat and the dairy. Yeah. You made a video about climate change, yes, right? Yes, I did. Do you remember the part about replanting? So if we just uh, replanted half of the uh, native forested soils that we uh, have taken away, 
uh, that we will we'll release all the greenhouse gases. We'll, we'll we have, draw down. Yeah, we'll draw many. down. Yeah. We'll draw down as many greenhouse gases as we've put into the atmosphere for the past 250 years, which wouldn't just stop climate change, but reverse it. Right. So we do still have time to not we only stop climate change, we could also reverse uh-huh. it. But like Jane and Evan have both said, we are running out of time. Yes, we're running out of time. Now that is one of the reasons why vegan Evan, who you're eight years old, you normally be going to class, but you are learning a lot. You are becoming a leader. You are a leader and you're going around the country talking to kids. What are you finding when you talk to kids? And by the way, Evan's homeschooled, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's not like he's missing his classes. Shannon is a great teacher. Man's been doing algebra for three years. What? He's been doing algebra for three years. Are you? Can you teach me some algebra? Because <laughs> I I gave up at logarithms. I'll never forget that I saw the logarithms. I'm like, okay, let me get a calculator, and they were just coming out. Um, anyway, so uh, vegan Evan, you are a social media phenomenon. You travel the country. You give speeches. You've been in documentaries. When you meet kids, what do you tell them? And and what are some of the things that you notice about like? their parents. Tell us about that. So, uh, can you rephrase know, it yeah, once more? Okay, so <laughs> you meet kids, right, when you're on the road, going to schools. Yeah, and not vegan or vegan. Not vegan. Not you know, just regular kids. What do you talk to them about and how do you try to help them? So, uh, so for like kids that aren't vegan, I know that most kids uh, love animals, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I try to tell them that these animals, uh, what you're eating, if it was a piece of chicken, it was a chicken that lived. And they had a family and friends just like you do. So imagine if you were them, that if that happened to you, you wouldn't want that. So these animals don't want to be killed to end up on their plate. Now, what what is their response normally? Uh, sometimes they are like, uh, I, I don't know. Everybody's a little Excuse different, me. right? Everybody's a little different. Yeah, it, we, we find that a lot of the time when children haven't been exposed to any of this at all, um, they're a little bit confused at first, but... Often yes, they're interested right. in tasting delicious foods. Yeah. Um, no matter what they're made of. So if we can find the plant-based foods, which so many of them taste just as good, if not way better. And, um, and then we have an understanding that those animals that we love so much don't get hurt when we eat these delicious plant-based foods. And then we also add on to that the fact that the planet is so much better off if we don't eat these poor, innocent animals. All that combined, yeah. kids are usually pretty interested. They are, they are. I mean, you talk to a lot of kids at Cubes all the time that aren't yeah. vegan. How do they act? Uh, well, can you explain like, what a cube is first? Oh, yes, all right, so <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know what a cube is, a cube is where we stand in a square and we hold either like sides or laptops or TVs and we wear a mask. So, uh, so that we can just stand there, we stand still, we listen to conversations and stuff. And the outreachers, when the people see the cube and they're interested and they stop to look when they see the footage, 
then that's when the outreachers come and they uh, walk up and they say, have you ever seen this before? How does this make you feel? And usually people say uh, it doesn't make them feel good because that's what they eat every day. And they say that they try not to think about the animals when they eat it. They just eat it. But we don't have to just eat things. We can eat vegan foods and we can think about the animals that we're saving by eating that. It is a nice feeling to have a yeah, delicious meal. And then, we, like you said, we can think about how no one had to be hurt. No one had to be ripped away from their yeah. mother. No baby had to be confused and not with their mom. None of that yeah. bad stuff has to happen. We forgot to mention one really important thing at the beginning when you introduced yourself. Who are, who are you? are vegan Evan. So I'm vegan you? Evan, but I'm the president of Animal Hero Kids. And Animal Hero Kids is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that reaches millions each year. And I'm also a spokesperson for Solutionary Species. And being a solutionary means I'm always trying to uh, do my best to be part of the solution and not the problem. And I'm a spokesperson for Waking Justice. And I'm the youth ambassador for plantbased.org. So, yeah. Wow, you are, I am always blown away every time I hang out with Vegan Evan. First of all, we have so much fun. Rico. And this is your friend, little Rico. And I was very happy to see on your webpage. What's the, what's your webpage? VeganEvan.com. VeganEvan.com. Little Rico is right there. That's right. It made me so happy. Um, and we're going to take a brief break on Voice America Radio, but we're going to stay live on Facebook so when we come back, after you hear the music, you can call in and ask this little guy a question. Not little guy, excuse me, big guy. <laughs> 866-472-5795. Um, just so excited to have you here. We're going to take a short break on Voice America Influencers, but we're going to stay live on Facebook. Stay right there. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. (laughs) 
You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. So much happening. I believe we are hitting the tipping point for a compassionate diet uh, because so much is happening. Honestly, I can't keep up. I literally uh, am at it from seven in the morning or earlier today. It was 630 AM till midnight because there's just so much to do. And that little Rico, and then in between mm-hmm. I walk little Rico and his brother and sister. Uh, but you know, we have uh, incredible advances like the beyond meat IPO initial public offering, the most successful initial public offering in the last numerous years uh, skyrocketing with impossible foods coming down the pike. You've got um, the mainstream media taking seriously undercover investigations because a lot of times they ignore them. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Yeah. This uh, animal recovery mission investigation of this dairy farm, Fair Oaks, uh, which makes milk distributed by Fair Life, um, and it's just it's it's packaged as Fair Life and it's distributed by Coca Cola. The undercover investigation was so horrific that people kept saying, we've never seen anything so bad. Meanwhile, Fair Oaks had paraded itself as humane and wonderful and doing tours for kids in one area while this is going on in another area. We invite Coca-Cola, Fair Oaks, or Fair Life on anytime. Uh, and in our stories, we have linked to their statements because um, there are protests now happening in four cities just wrapped in front of Coca-Cola headquarters, corporate headquarters corporate offices in in Manhattan on Fifth Avenue. Uh, Dozens and dozens of people doing a die-in in the pouring rain. In Atlanta, outside Fairlife headquarters or one of their offices, a huge demonstration. And in Chicago, it's getting underway now. And Los Angeles, as soon as we're done, we're headed out. You are all invited to join us. And that's today, Monday, June 10th at uh, the Santa Monica Mall, Third and Broadway. We will be starting at 12 o'clock sharp. We're going to be doing a die-in at 12.30 p.m. Pacific sharp. So all of that happening. We are coordinating all that as we speak because animals cannot speak for themselves. And so that's why Vegan Evan does what he does. That's why Shannon does what she does. That's why I do what I do. And we'll just tilt that so we can see little Rico just really, he's having a good time, but these poor animals cannot speak for themselves. And you know, the betrayal, the betrayal of a company that, that purports to be humane. First of all, there's nothing humane about dairy. It cannot be humane because most people don't even realize that cows have to be pregnant just like any mammal human or otherwise you don't just produce milk. You have to be pregnant to produce milk. Now, when the baby's born, immediately taken away from mother because how can we drink the milk if the baby calf is drinking the milk? Nature intended the milk for the baby calf. So the mother and the baby are separated. They scream and cry. The mothers moan until they're hoarse. So the very essence of dairy is cruelty. Can you talk a little bit about that, Evan? So I... It's so sad, dairy is. We've actually been to like the dairy farms an hour and a half from our house, and the and the uh, calves you can you uh, used to be able to see from the road, 
and you can see them in sheds, and they're so small, and they they couldn't even walk around in there. It's just so sad, right? Yeah. And uh, so, why don't you describe a dairy farm? Because most people who drink milk have never been to a dairy farm, and the the the, the outrage over this particular case is that they were giving tours talking about how wonderful they are and how happy the cows are. Meanwhile, in another part, cows are being beaten, shot, uh, punched, burned with hot irons. I mean, the video is nightmarish. Um, and it's all on video. So they can't say, you know, no, this didn't happen. It's on video. And they've acknowledged that it happened at their farm. So why don't you tell us, uh, Shannon and Evan, what is, what is a dairy farm like? Describe the average. I'm not talking about any farm in particular here. We're just talking about painting a picture because most Americans have this vision of bucolic animals and grass up to their knees running around. It's not like that. Yeah, so we've been to several dairy farms um, and we've been to a few uh, on this tour alone in the last um, month that we've been on the road. And they're all the same yeah. in the sense that Female animals, female cows are being forcibly impregnated. All of the beings on these properties are being held captive against their will. They don't choose to be there. And um, we've actually had the opportunity to go to one of these family dairy days, kind of like what Jane was speaking about a moment ago, where the public is invited for a free event to normalize the systematic abuse of these animals. They are being exploited for their reproductive systems. And so the females are literally being forcibly impregnated. They're carrying a baby for just over nine months, just like a human female. And the day that their precious baby is born, he or she is going to be violently ripped away from mom so that we can steal her breast milk. And even at the family dairy day that we went to, there was a mother who had given birth just hours before. Her baby was already down the road, separated. Her placenta was still attached and hanging out, covered in blood, she was put with all the other females and she was sitting in feces and urine. And that's the type of care that's given to these individuals, even on a day when the public is invited to see. And this particular day they had, and you can go to um, Vegan Evans Facebook page if you'd like to see a five minute video of the way that this abuse was being normalized. Children were being taught, first of all, they were, they were blowing up the artificial insemination gloves and they were handing them out as toys. Ugh. And these are gloves that are used. You got Rico Ev? Yeah. So the gloves go up to here. And these people stick their fist and a good portion of their arm into the rectum of these female cows. And then they put a pole into their vagina. And they're explaining this and showing children that looked about four or five years old and up how to do this on a uh, model female cow's back end. And, and then they had an artificial insemination station. This property had 500 female cows, and they said they did not have one male on the property. And that, so, so there is no, hum, the word humane, it means kind or benevolent. I want everyone to think about it. If you are a female, or even if you're not, imagine being a female. Imagine carrying a baby for nine months, having a bond with that baby, and then having that baby ripped away from you. And there's nothing that you can do to help your baby. Is there any kind or benevolent way to forcibly impregnate a female and then rip her baby away from her? 
and then hook her up to painful machines to then steal her breast milk. There's not. So what's uh, being shown at Fair Oaks Farm is absolutely horrendous, but there is no right way to do the wrong thing. Yeah, and what you were describing was not necessary. Was not a Fair Oaks Farm. That was no. another. But to to make the point that. It's industry-wide. There is no nice way to separate a baby from her mother, okay? And the boys go to veal uh, or they're thrown on a dead pile. So milk is perhaps the cruelest of all. So those of you who say, well, I'm vegetarian, but no, nobody has to die for milk, right? No, it's all part of the, it's liquid meat. That's how I went vegan 23 years ago. A fourth generation cattle rancher came up to me and said, if you eat dairy, liquid meat, and I went like that. Okay, we've got a caller, Susie Q from California. Susie Q, your question or thought? Hey, I have a question. I wanted to know if Evan or his mom or you yourself have been uh, interested or knowledgeable about researching all of the use of animals in vaccine research, like the thousands of monkeys and things like that that are used in uh, bred for research purposes and how they do that and what they do to them? Well, let me say that I've been involved in fighting um, laboratory monkey breeding facilities for years. Okay. Uh, way in 2009, I was in Puerto Rico for a media conference and I was approached by two members of the Puerto Rican Animal Rights, uh, the bar, the Puerto Rican Bar Association Animal Rights Subcommittee. And they said, uh, a laboratory monkey breeding facility has secretly been built in a little town called Guayama, and we oh. can't they've already built it. I said, never declare defeat before you've started to fight. We went uh -huh. immediately to the legislature. We found a lot of animal-loving legislatures. We got a state senator who was an animal lover. We, got, we brought PETA in. PETA brought lawyers in. You know, they have 19 lawyers on their staff. And uh, we fought it all the way to the Puerto Rican Supreme Court, and they did not allow the facility to be open, even though oh, it was wow. built. And uh, unfortunately, the same company popped up in uh, Florida, in Hendry County, uh, several years later, which, which really basically says that the mainland of the United States has fewer qualms about torturing animals than Puerto Rico. And uh -huh. uh, so that's not a, a good sign. Puerto Rico did the right thing and stood up and said, this is wrong. No, we're not going to do it. But Henry, awesome. Henry County, Florida, they brought some guy in who was some marketer who said, we're going to turn this into the biofarming capital of the world. And they tried to uh, try to bring in uh, laboratory monkey breeding facilities. And there were a couple in the area and it created a huge scandal. There were a lot of local news reports. There were protests. There were marches. Um, we were not able to shut them down because uh, the commissioners there, uh, you know, it, it, listen, we deserve the, um, the government that we get because we <laughs> vote. And so we actually, you know, went up and told these commissioners that, that there was a lot of terrible stuff going on. PETA did an undercover investigation at one of these places that, you know, monkeys being swung by their tails, uh, just terrible stuff. And nonetheless, they still said that uh, it was none of their business what private companies did inside their, their areas and they did not stand up against um, 
the laboratory monkey breeding facility. So the people of Hendry County, the people of Florida, it's up to them uh, to say, we don't want this industry in our uh, region. And I know that a lot of people, there was an organization that was formed, Southwest Florida Citizens for Responsible Development, led by an extraordinary woman, um, an elderly woman. Oh, and they tried to paint us as radical activists. And then uh, when the media came out, it was a whole bunch of basically old ladies in tennis shoes, seriously. And uh, Madeline Duran was the leader and she is just the most charming, wonderful person, lives near the Thomas Edison Museum. She's about as far from a radical as you've ever seen in your life. She looks like something out of a, you know, uh, home and garden, uh, just a lovely lady. So they tried to paint these people as radicals, which they, far from it, they were just compassionate and kind. So that's where it stands on the laboratory monkey breeding. The main thing is don't buy, don't buy mainstream products unless, unless, you know, your life depends on it. Because if you're buying these things willy nilly, because you've got a headache or you've got this, that, and the other, try some natural remedies first. Uh, and I'm not a doctor, so always see your doctor. I'm not mm -hmm. suggesting anything outside the realm of medicine. But what I am saying is every consumer decision we make, every purchase we make is a vote either for animal testing or against animal testing, for killing animals or against killing animals, for using animals' fur and their wool or against using it. So we, it's the power of the purse that counts. Would you like to talk about that, guys? We recently did a protest uh, against experimentation in Florida, and I actually covered it on Jane Unchained. And um, yeah, we are absolutely against all use of animals. A lot of people, I think, don't understand the word vegan. They think it's a little bit extreme and crazy. All the word vegan means is doing your best to cause the least amount of harm possible. And so, we do our best to educate people on all of the ways that animals are being used. We focus mostly on factory farming because every single day, most people um, eat at least three meals. And so it's a choice that everyone's making every day where they can choose compassion. But absolutely, we, we are totally against animal testing of primates, cats, dogs, Everybody. Now, you're holding little Rico in your arms and he's your good friend. You know, Americans actually think of themselves as animal lovers, even though we are responsible for killing more animals than any other culture in the history of humankind. Do you know that in 12 to 14 hours, um, more animals are killed on this planet than all the human beings who have died in all the wars? That's a frenzied rate of killing. So, Evan, do you ever help kids make the connection. Like if you love your dog or cat at home, then you should love all animals like cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, and monkeys. Yeah, I try to. Uh, actually, so uh, my best friend from kindergarten went vegan and he has a couple cats. And I think that, that his cats might have helped him because every day he's there and he feeds them and he hangs out with his cats. And for him to realize that these cats are just like chickens or pigs or cows or fish or any animal <coughs> and that they want to live, I think that uh, helped him. We have a saying we like to say, right, to people that we try to help people. We're not trying to force anybody to do anything. We're trying to help people by educating them. And one of our favorite little sayings is cat lovers don't eat cats. Dog lovers don't eat dogs. So by logic... 
animal lovers should not be eating animals. It's just because we've all been born into this world where this was already happening. This violence was already occurring and it's been so normalized. That's the only reason that so many wonderful people that have such good hearts that are really animal lovers are paying for awful things to happen. And that's why when we get educated, we can make the choice to not pay for animals to be hurt. Guess who just joined our show? Foxy Lady is here. <laughs> and Foxy Lady uh, was found dodging the streets of Fresno, California. And she's quite a mischief muffin. I always say she's my mischief muffin. She's always getting into a little bit of trouble. The other day she stuck her snout in a whole bunch of dirt that might have had plant food. We had to go to the vet. <laughs> but she's mischievous. Now, Rico is very laid back. That's why he's the guy who we usually have on our uh, shows he's just looking at because Foxy. yeah, he's just looking at Foxy. He's very chill. And then we have Cabo and Cabo is such a pistol that if I put him here for a second, he would be all fighting. You know, each of them have their own completely unique personalities and the same applies to cows and chickens and pigs. Um, that's the really horrifying part is that, you know, when, when you get to know these cows and pigs and chicks, chickens, each one has their own distinctive personalities and their traits. So the idea that it's just wings or chicken breasts, no, these are individuals. You know, there was this lady, I was in uh, Hilton Head at a veg fest and I was staying at a hotel and this lady was encouraging somebody to check in and she said, oh, we've got many amenities. We've got a pool. Oh, and we've got wings. We've got wings. And I went up to her politely afterwards and I said, you know, ma'am, you're saying we've got wings. I said, you know, can you please just think about the fact that those wings didn't fall from the sky, that they were connected to chickens who wanted to live as much as you or I? And, you know, I think maybe it was a little too much for her to process. She said, well, I eat meat. And uh, I just left it there. I left it for her to process because a lot of times, you know, we don't want to attack. We're offering a gift. This is what we're offering. We're every day, two, three, four times a day, I hear a siren. And a lot of times I'll drive by where the siren's parked. It's not fires. It's not shootings nine times out of 10. Almost always it's somebody who had a heart attack. And that's from their diet. And I just lost a friend recently uh, who should have been able to live to 90 or 100. One out of every four people are dying of heart attacks. Heart attacks, very simply, are because the arteries to the heart get clogged. What are they clogged with? They are clogged with something called plaque. Plaque fills it up so it makes it harder for the blood to, to flow. Plaque comes from cholesterol. Cholesterol only exists in animals. We're animals, human beings, so we produce our own cholesterol. Animals are also animals. They produce their cholesterol. Unless you're one of the rare individuals with a genetic predisposition to high cholesterol, and there's few and far between, they are out there. But for the vast majority of people, the reason why they're keeling over is consumption of meat and dairy. So we are offering you a gift. Those people who are keeling over and dying prematurely of heart attacks um, if they, if they had been able to receive this gift, they would be alive today. It's kind of like when you tell people not to smoke and they continue smoking and then you lose them and you go, oh my God, I'm, I'm devastated, but I told them over and over again. So, uh, we're not 
we're, you know, not, I wasn't, maybe you weren't born vegan either. None of us were born vegan. We just, we just got it. And here's the thing. Consensus does not correlate to truth. Just because people have a consensus that it's okay to do something doesn't mean that that's the right thing to do. Okay. And that's how society changes is the consensus starts changing. So there was a consensus that at one point in civilization, women should wear chastity belts when their men went off to fight in the wars. Okay. That's no longer the consensus. <laughs> there is a consensus in some part of the world that women have to wear burqas that cover their entire bodies and their faces and just leave their eyes open. Guess what? I'm a reporter. I actually put a burqa on once just because it's a consensus in that part of the world doesn't mean it's a good thing. So we're urging you to think for yourself. Use your beautiful, brilliant mind to decide as an individual whether what we're saying makes sense or whether you should be defending something that essentially is making a very few people billions of dollars and making the rest of us fat, sick, and nearly dead. So can you elaborate a little bit? And we're going to go to a next break. Oh, you know what? Wait, we've got a caller, Paige from Agora Hills. Your question or thought, Paige? Well, hello, everybody. Um, good morning. And I want to say uh, thanks for being and doing this broadcast. I want to tell you a little about from Coca-Cola. Things go better with Coke. Coke adds life. You can't beat the feeling. So when I hear that, and I think they're getting into the market of dairy, they're one of the number one retailers of beverages across the world. It's number the number one beverage drink drank in Mexico and number two in United States of America. So that is some studies I just recently read. But also the thing that really touched me is, according to a recent study, 12 ounces of a 38, uh, excuse me, 12 ounces drink has 38 grams of sugar, usually in the form of high fructose corn syrup. So people are basically drinking nasty stuff into their bodies. The other thing I wanted to point out is AMC Theaters, which is a place that I recommend seeing your movies. It's a wonderful experience. They have a huge Coca-Cola um, display and their commercials, their ads before the movies, all about that. So uh, I'm, in I'm encouraged to the, the theater. Uh, well, let me, let me jump in and say, is talking about Coca-Cola because Coca-Cola distributes a product that has been enveloped in a huge scandal. It is the dairy calf abuse scandal that we've been talking about. A great organization called Animal Recovery Mission went undercover for months on end at a farm called Fair Oaks Farm. And they caught on tape horrific abuses, uh, animals being shot, uh, beaten, uh, burned with hot irons. Meanwhile, the same farm is holding tours uh, in another area, telling everybody how compassionate and kind they are to the point where the Chicago Tribune, certainly not a radical animal rights <laughs> newspaper, but very, very socially conservative mainstream, uh, issued an editorial basically saying that this is a, a double betrayal. Uh, so um, what I want to say to you is, um, that is the basis for what Paige is talking about with Coca-Cola. We invite Coca-Cola, Fair Life, which is the brand of this milk. Uh, in other words, the farm gives the milk to Fair Life and Fair Life has bottled it. And uh, Fair Oaks Farm. We invite all of those companies and more, whoever's, whoever's involved in this, 
just horrific sick story on any time. But what is your question? My question is, I hear that vegan Evan raps, and I'd like to hear one of his raps, frankly. Oh, wow. Come forward. Come forward, vegan Evan. Right there, because there's the microphone, honey, so we want to get close. Vegan Evan is my name. Save the animals is my game. I like to be vegan, and you will too. So go vegan is the best thing to do. I don't eat meats, and I don't eat eggs. I don't eat anything that had legs. Yeah, you heard. I don't eat decomposing flesh. Instead, I eat fruits and veggies that are fresh. I don't eat or drink anything that's scary. So I definitely don't do dairy. So for self, same plants, same animals, and go vegan. Green wrapper, vegan Evan, out. Go vegan. Woo! Wow, great idea. Thank you for suggesting that. Yeah. That was yeah. great. We had a little Rico over here. He was dancing. your hype man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Rico was your backup. <laughs> Rico was your backup. So now let me ask you, sometimes the kids want to eat their veggies and they get it, right? But then their parents, in a misguided way, because they're conditioned and brainwashed by the constant you know, meat and dairy industry, which has very strong ties to the U.S. government, essentially controls the USDA and the Department of the Interior and other agencies, you know, they have executives from those industries running those shows. So uh, you're getting tainted information from the government. Um, but sometimes the parents are the ones who say, oh, no, oh, no, you can't just eat your fruits, vegetables, nuts and grains that nature gave you. You've got to eat those dead animals. So uh, tell us about that, Shannon, as a mother traveling with your son who is Talking to kids about going vegan, a lot of times, isn't it the parents who give them the hard time? Yeah, yeah. it is. And um, real quick on the last thing you'd asked about. So my grandmother had colon and breast cancers. And I'm confident that if I had the information then that I have now, I could have helped to prolong and save her life. Um, and that being said, so I understand. We, Like I said earlier, we've all been born into this world where this was already happening. People have been eating animals for a long time. But we now know that it's not healthy for us to do this. And so if we love our friends and our family members, then we need to not serve them decomposing body parts and breast milk from another species and eggs, for example, which are chickens menstrual cycles. None of these are healthy. So we just need to do research and we just need to basically get rid of all this misinformation. I know I grew up seeing these got milk ads with my favorite celebrities and role models with the milk mustache. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. So it doesn't mean that, you know, when a kid finds out what, what bad things are happening to the animals and then they want to go vegan, it doesn't mean they have mean bad parents because their parents say no at first. It just means that their parents have been raised in this world like everybody else, and they haven't gotten the information yet to know that their children will not only be able to survive, but thrive. And so I think education is the key. And um, we know now all the leading health organizations in many countries, uh, all the dietetic associations, they've all stated in their positions that a well-planned vegan diet, which I don't even like to say that, well-planned vegan diet though, is the best thing to do. Um, there have been studies. I mean, they, they autopsied, I think, of 5,000 kids in, I believe, Vietnam that uh, were accidental deaths. And all of them, every single one of them, had fatty tissues in their arteries. 
because they're eating the Western diet now, the standard American diet. So the numbers show that any child or any human being that's been born into the United States eating that standard American diet, if you're over the age of 10 or you've lived here for more than 10 years, you have heart disease. Doesn't mean you're gonna have a heart attack today, but we need to all feed our families and our loved ones healthy plant-based foods, not, like I said, decomposing body parts. We have to look at these things for what they actually are. Now, not food. Let me ask you a question. When I was, okay, so I grew up kind of pescatarian. We actually thought we were vegetarian, but we weren't. I, I didn't care about being teased about that. I was teased about other things. <laughs> but I have heard kids say in the past, like I have a great niece who was vegan from birth. They call it a gold star vegan. And she, she was teased. Uh, but things have changed now. What are you finding about that? Because uh, or do you ever get teased oh, or tell us about that? It's incredible. What? It's incredible, isn't it? What? Well, I, when I was vegetarian, when I went nine and I went vegetarian, I probably experienced a lot of what Jane did. I got made fun of constantly and I didn't care either because I knew that I was doing what was right. I loved animals. I found out what was happening to them. So I stopped eating them. But now I think Evan is really fortunate because 20 something years later, times have changed. So, you know, all kinds of people, right? Uh-huh. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Look at the green. What do you mean by all kinds of people? Awesome oh. people that yeah. eat vegan. Yeah. Food. Do you get teased or uh, so, any of that stuff? Tell uh, us. No, I didn't really uh, get teased. So now I, uh, so like, I do like, sometimes like I lied, people are like, that kids like brainwashed and stuff, but I'm not brainwashed. I made my own decision and I know that the animals want to live. And uh, so, but I was lucky like in school, like I didn't really get like teased or anything, but yeah. If you wow. did get teased, I did get teased. Would it, do you think no. it, it wouldn't bother you? No. Why? Because the animals, they want to live just like us. Wow. And also teasing is terrible, but it sometimes makes you stronger. You know, what you, you learned that life out there is not always fair. But uh, let's go to Lisa from Thousand Oaks. You have a question or thought, Lisa? Hello? Lisa, Hello? your question or thought, yes, go hi. ahead. Yes. Hi. I just wanted to say, I just, sorry, I, I was, I'm, I'm in a battery store. Oh. Um, I just wanted to say that um, you know, dairy is not a health food. It clearly is not a health food. And we need to understand that. We need to understand that it is associated with di- type one diabetes, the diabetes that affects the pancreas's ability to produce insulin. It also makes type two diabetes worse. It also increases heart disease, strokes, um, uh, and, 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 uh, and uh, uh, heart attacks, of course. So we really need to understand, you know, you look at teenagers who have terrible acne. I don't understand why all the dermatologists just don't simply tell their patients, stop eating all forms of dairy and watch your face clear up. Um, I personally experienced that with my own daughter who was on medication, uh, systemic medication for, for terrible acne. And when she gave up dairy products and went vegan, her face cleared up and it's been clear ever since. So we really need to just, um, you know, get with the program. Dairy's not a health food. We're the only mammals on the planet that consume dairy products from another species for our entire life. Every other mammal, which means an animal that, that, uh, uh, 
gives birth and then is able to breastfeed their, their offspring. We are the, and all those mammals, they, they wean their babies at infancy. They don't need to be told there is no adult dog breastfeeding from his mom. It just doesn't work like that, but we don't get it. And it All makes right. Lisa Carlin, thank you so much for calling from Thousand Oaks. Very good points that you're making. We're running out of time. We've only got a couple of minutes left. And so we're talking to people about if you love your dog, like by Foxy Lady here, uh, or Mr. Rico right over here, <laughs> um, and, or your cat, uh, just remember that those cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, lambs have the same feelings, the same unique personalities, uh, and they deserve the same consideration. And you likely would not be able to. I I think 99% of the people who are eating animals would not be able to take a knife and stab them in the throat. Um, and yet they hire somebody else to stab them in the throat. And those people suffer depression, alcoholism, drug addiction. Uh, you know, imagine if your job was to kill seven, five days a week, six days a week for eight hours a day. Imagine how that would make you feel. So it's the ultimate cowardice to pay somebody else to do something that one could not do. So we are just so excited to have Vegan Evan. We have about one and a half minutes left. I just want to ask you what you plan for the future, Evan. Tell us about your future plans. Uh, so I'm running for president. Ah! It's 